Hello everyone and my name is Brandy and my company's name is I Teach International LLC. Um, I'm going to introduce myself and tell you about my services and what I do and how I actually um, decided to do this journey of helping teachers become more better educated and begin their their journey of teaching abroad. So um, I actually um, started my international teaching journey in 2016. Um, Me and my daughter, we actually um, decided that we were going to go, we moved to Kuwait. And um, I actually found the first job. I moved to, to, uh, lived in Kuwait two different times, but the first time um, was a school that I found on a website. And this particular school was actually um, not what it was <laughs> holding itself out to be. Um, they didn't c- complete my documentation. Um, the housing was very beautiful, um, exactly what they said it would be, um, and, and much more. But it just, the the school administration, the documentation was just not there. And they did not like paying us on time. In fact, they paid us in cash which is a huge no-no when you're, um, when you're living in the, the middle, um, the Middle East or any country period. And so, um, I ended up, um, leaving from that situation and, um, going to another school. The second school was the actual school that me and my daughter, that caused me and my daughter to get deported from Kuwait. Um, the second school I was actually referred to by someone else and, um, it was me and a few other teachers and we, we, you know, something was very odd about that interview. And, and that's another thing. If you have a gut feeling about something, um, typically you should just follow that gut feeling and not just go with it. Um, just, you know, if you know something isn't right, don't just take someone else's word for it. Do your investigation because you don't, you really don't understand what can happen until after the fact and the damage has already been done. Um, because I had that bad experience the first time at the school that I was at, I knew how to just basically kind of like per, per se, like play the game. And so I just kept my mouth closed and I didn't say anything. And so it was just like not a big deal. So um, I didn't say anything and I went to work. I did my job and the school administration was terrible there too, but I didn't have any qualms because now I was, I didn't like our living situation, but I made the best of it. And so this time I just decided, you know what? Me and my daughter are are here. We're going to make the best of this. And that was that. Um, eventually, I want to say, uh, you, typically around, I want to say around December-ish or November-ish, you should, when you're teaching internationally, um, it's much different when you're in the States, but when you're teaching internationally, they typically tell you when you are going to be able to, um, if they're interested in, in you coming back for the following school year. And so for me, <laughs> um, the school, they, they sent me something saying, oh yeah, come back. And that was like in like November, it was like a letter of intent. And I said that I intended to come back. And then by December, 
they hadn't sent anything. Well, most people by that time, by December, January-ish, they had already gotten their email saying that they were going to be able to come back. And they finally sent me something saying that they didn't want me to come back. They no longer needed my services. So it was very disturbing. I was upset. I was angry because now I had the daunting task of yet again, I had to go find another school to work at. I had to find, you know, look for another job. It was just, it was very difficult. And so finally I did find something else and it was in another country. And so um, what happened was, my daughter and I, um, I planned this trip and unbeknownst to me, I totally forgot that it was Ramadan during this time. And so, um, I planned our vacation during the time of Ramadan and we went to Oman. And when we went there, we packed up our things because I actually was offered a job to teach there. And so when we went to Oman, half of our apartment was packed up and it was ready to ship out to go to Oman and then the other half of our stuff was still waiting in our apartment in Kuwait and so when we came back to um when we we got to Oman everything was fine and so when we were coming back into Kuwait there was an issue they were not letting me or my daughter get into the country and it was it was embarrassing because we had been at the airport literally probably about five hours. And at this point, it's just the time is going by, you know, just it's going by and no one is helping us. I don't speak Arabic. My daughter does. I'm getting frustrated. I'm hungry. We haven't been to the bathroom. It's just, it was just a, a, a horrible situation. And so um, finally, and by the way, they had my passport. They they had my passport. No one was saying anything to me. And I was being very, I wasn't being loud or boisterous. I, we weren't detained in any type of room or anything. We were just sitting on a chair. And I just wanted to know, like, what's going on? And this one man, he just, like, screamed at me in Arabic. And it was terrible. And so finally, they some gentleman came and he said that, I needed to, you know, and by this time, let me be clear on this. I'm in contact with the school in the, the entire time and the school administrator, she does nothing. Um, the guy that's supposed to be in charge of the hiring, the HR guy, he's not doing anything. No one came to the airport except for my really good friend to make sure that me and my daughter had all of our things out, out of our apartment. Um, the school did absolutely nothing to help me or my child. Um, I'm like literally in tears and I'm begging them to please, you know, to come up here. No one did anything. Of course, they're not going to want to do anything because they don't want when you work in a country illegally, the school can get in trouble for that. And so they want to move themselves as far away as possibly as far away from you because they don't want to do any, have anything to do with it. But in fact, I think that this school did have something to do with the whole me getting blocked and not getting into the country. I believe they had something to do with that. Um, so the, uh, my principal, she didn't say anything. She just was not helpful. Nothing was resolved. And so she's saying to them, 
We'll maybe tell them you're, you have a plane ticket to come back home and everything. Well, I really shouldn't have done that because then they made me call to change the plane ticket. So when I did that, that was more money out of my pocket that I had to spend. And so then they didn't like the fact that me and my daughter had, were going to leave like in the morning. They, they were treating me and my daughter like we literally were terrorists. And as a result, they changed my plane ticket again. And we were literally out of um, Kuwait International Airport within like 10 minutes. Like after sitting there in that airport for over six, probably at this point, it had been approximately about six to seven hours. We They changed our, um, our plane tickets and we left from Kuwait to Doha, which is in Qatar. And from there... Um, then we stayed overnight in the airport hotel in Qatar and we left and came back to Houston, Texas, where I'm from. And so I'm saying all of this to say uh, that drove me. It, it was a very horrible, horrible situation for me to be in. And my daughter, we, we, I lost a lot, a lot of money. A lot, I lost things that I can't get back in my apartment. Um, it, it was just, you know, it was very disturbing and for the school to not feel moved by that, it, it hurt. And the most important thing was I lost the, um, I lost connections with some people that I didn't, I mean, they, I guess they felt like maybe it was my fault or something. I don't really know, but, um, you know, it was hurtful. And so that for them to not understand that what I was going through, it just was very disturbing disturbing to me. And so when I got back to Houston, you know, of course I went through a very deep, deep, um, dark place of depression. And, you know, from that depression, I also, you know, dealt with, I was angry. And so from that, I decided I have to fix this. You know, no one is gonna, you know, I can't sue the school. I can't sue the country. I can't do any of that. And the U.S., you know, embassy is not, doesn't have any jurisdiction over in Kuwait and they're not going to do anything to help me. So I just figured, okay, what can I do to prevent other teachers from going through the same heartache that I went through? And the only thing that seemed plausible was starting a company so no one else can go through this thing again. And so initially when I started, I teach, it was initially to basically consult teachers and Once they go through the getting higher part, it was just to consult them on the things that they needed, the documentation, authentication process, and walk them through the whole nine yards of leaving abroad and um, living abroad and leaving America and just um, making sure that they're well um, in their means and ready to go overseas. And so finally, um, I, because of my networking, I was able to make connections with a couple of international schools, uh, actually a few. And um, that's how I got into recruitment as well. And so now I also do consulting and I also do recruitment and um, a few other things as well. And so we don't just do just the consulting. Like I said, we do consulting, recruitment, um, help with CV services and a few other things. So, and that's what my company does. And um the purpose is to make sure that when you leave America, 
that you are not walking from whatever country that, um, whatever state that you're leaving from and whatever country that you're going to, that you know what you're walking into, you know, and I want to, I want to be clear about something. There is nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to leave and to travel the world and to go teach internationally. I am absolutely all for it, but I do want people to understand that you do need to know your rights and you do need to know that once you leave America, there is not any, 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 any reporting agency that's going to have your back, that's going to stand in solidarity with you to ensure that, you know, that you have the things that you need. So, um, the only thing that I can tell you is to make sure that you reach out to me and reach out to others that are on Facebook or other things and just do your due diligence and do your research because the worst thing that you can do is to walk into something when you have a family. And especially if you have children, you don't want to walk into anything and um, be blindsided. And the worst thing ever is to not be paid for your services rendered. We all love education and we all love children. But at the same time, we all have bills and we have our families to take care of or whatever other obligations we have. And the reality of it is, is no one is working for free. You know, this is no pro bono work for any of us, you know, and we have things that we have to take care of. So you just want to make sure that you're, that you're walking into the right situation. And so, um, before we leave, um, this episode, I just want everyone to know that if you're interested in starting a career to teach abroad, you can go to our website and schedule a free consultation. And our website is www.iteach.international. Or you can send me an email and that's B, the letter B. And my last name is Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S at iteach.international. We are on every social platform that there is, (laughs) except for Snapchat. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter, Pinterest, and we are also on LinkedIn. The LinkedIn is listed under my name, but I still post daily for um, iTeach. So thank you everyone for listening. And again, just make sure that if you're thinking about moving abroad, make sound right decisions and don't choose a country just based on what you find someone else living their life doing choose a country that's beneficial for you and your family and then make sure as a family collectively that you'd all decide that this is what you um, cohesively want to do because the worst thing that you can do is try to live your life through someone else's life that you see on some social platform because a lot of people don't talk about the the things that actually legitimately happen when you when you're working overseas and that's um, important on our next episode um, I will discuss that I'm gonna talk about the good and the bad about working overseas and um, we may have a special guest um, that's gonna come in and talk about these things but Um, For now, we'll just talk about the good and the bad. I'll be discussing the good and the bad um, when you're working overseas. And it doesn't, it's not specific to any country, just working overseas in general. Thank you, everyone. Good day.